Change is inevitable. It's something that's going to happen no matter what. And the better we are at adapting to whatever changes come, the more, you know, the more successful we'll be. Um, and I, I used to tell my students all the time, if you are doing the same thing all the time, you're not growing. You always want to feel a little bit out of your comfort zone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Fuck Fear. Thank you so much for joining us on this brand new season. I am so excited about today's episode. We are welcoming back a guest who was with us previously, Kim Kennedy. She is a forgiveness expert and a radical forgiveness coach. Her previous episode was one of our number one episodes, Fear of Forgiving Family Members. And I'm so excited to welcome her back today. We are talking about fear of change, which is something we have all experienced. So welcome, Kim, to a new episode. I'm so excited to have you back. Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be back. <laughs> yes. Well, when we were talking about new topics to and new fears to um, to discuss, well, not new fears, but ones we haven't talked about previously, you mentioned fear of change is something you wanted to talk about because it's something that you're going through right now. So talk to me about um, what's going on with you when it comes to change. Well, after working for 50 years, uh, getting up, going, well, I didn't always get up and go somewhere because I worked a lot from home, but I still have responsibilities every day for 50 years. And uh, as of August of 2019, that stopped. I, you know, I, would, I ended a contract and I, I just didn't work anymore. And that was really kind of shocking to my system. I think I, I never really planned to retire. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, and, and it just sort of happened. And so I woke up, I would wake up in the morning and I'm like, what, what am I going to do? You know, I don't have anything that's productive to, to do other than, you know, take care of myself, yeah. exercise and so much so forth. But anyway, so it, it, uh, it really took me into a downward spiral. I wasn't really, I just really wasn't feeling good. Mm -hmm. um, but then the pandemic hit in, you know, early 2020. And honestly, I was relieved. I was like, ah, well, nobody else is going anywhere either. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't feel so alone, huh? I didn't feel so alone. I yeah. felt like, well, there's purpose in my, you know, sitting around. Uh, so, so it literally, it really made it um, okay. Yeah. So yeah. recently, now that we're starting, you know, I've been vaccinated and my daughter's been vaccinated and all my friends have been vaccinated. Um, so we're kind of back to where I was in 2019 with that not having anything to do. So I decided to do something and I invested in a training course to help grow my business, to help grow my, my, um, coaching business mm -hmm. because marketing has never been my strong suit, never wanted to do it, never felt like I had to do it because most of my business comes from word of mouth. Mm -hmm. But now I kind of thought for the first time, I have the time, I have the money, go ahead and invest in your business and, and see if you can grow it. So that's, yeah. that's something I'm doing. And it's a, a long program and it's fairly intense. It's almost like going back to school, yeah. uh, going back to college. And I'm real grateful that it came along because 
is keeping me occupied. Every morning I have something to do. Sometimes I have more to do than I want to do, (laughs) 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 but it is helping. It is helping me a lot. Your change. uh, So when you stopped working, was that a forced change or was it it, a decision of yours? It just sort of happened. Mm -hmm. Um, I went from teaching online for, I taught online for nine years and then I eased into this nonprofit job locally and I let the teaching go. And I did the nonprofit job for two and a half years, but it was a contract. And the United Way decided to go a different direction with that money. And so, you know, I knew it was going to end. They knew it it was nothing. There was nothing unpleasant about the ending. They gave me a great send off, um, but it was over and I didn't plan for anything else. And, and, you know, I am 65 and I, you know, I really didn't want to go start a whole new job, learning a whole new thing that really wasn't, you know, you know, it was, Uh, fulfilling somebody else's dream perhaps Mm -hmm. yeah you know and I really do believe in radical forgiveness and I do want it to get out to more people so why not take the time and the money and the energy and put it into what is my true love which is uh, spreading the word about radical forgiveness sure Mm -hmm. so what do you think about um the way that the change happened what was fearful about it for you because I realized, even though I am six, which sounds ancient to me, I, honestly, I could probably live another 30 years. Mm-hmm. I'm in very good health. So I could be here another 30 years. And what frightened me was if I had to sit around and watch TV for 30 years, I was going to shoot myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That, that scared the heck out of me. And oh I mean, God. it's partially I've traveled a lot already so you know thinking of oh everybody says go travel and then you know I mean the alternatives just none of the alternatives felt good you know um I just could not seem to figure out what place where I was going to go what I was going to do to occupy my time in something in a meaningful way I just you know, people say go to those senior centers. Well, first of all, those folks are old. Right. <laughs> That's not you. <laughs> you don't want to play shuffleboard all day. No. And you know, eat tapioca. They, they sit and play cards or they learn learn how to play the peanut, peanut, piano or they paint. And that's nice. I, I don't want to knock it for those that it because there's some good to the, all of that. Sure. It just wasn't me. It right. just wasn't me. I, I'm a working girl. So, yeah. <laughs> well, do you think that, the, I mean, obviously the year of COVID and we're still in it somewhat, but do you think at the beginning of it, it forced a lot of people to reevaluate and also adapt to change? It can mean, because we were, we were forced into it and we didn't really have a choice about whether or not we were going to um, stream into the change. So yeah. do you think that that frightened a lot of people? And if so, in what ways do you think have been most significant? I absolutely think that people were frightened um, because sitting at home, none of we we don't do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of people just didn't know how they were going to be able to survive it. And you know, I 
it, the lack of human contact, especially people who live alone, I really don't know how they made it. You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't know that I would have been nearly as successful getting through COVID as I would if I had not had my daughter and granddaughter who I live with, um, you know, because they just, that was the human interaction on a daily basis. Even though I wasn't working, it was still people. So people who lived alone, I, I know that they probably suffered um, some mental and emotional stress mm -hmm. because that lack of human con contact is just challenging. And the Zoom is wonderful, but it's just not the same right. <laughs> as getting a hug or, you know, seeing a smile face to face. It's just right. not the same. Um, I do know that I survived it because of my kids and I'm grateful for that. I also know that change is inevitable. It's something that's going to happen no matter what. And the better we are at adapting to whatever changes come, the more, you know, the more successful we'll be. Um, and I, I used to tell my students all the time, if you are doing the same thing all the time, you're not growing. Mm -hmm. You always want to feel a little bit out of your comfort zone, you know, just a little bit askew from norm, because those, those are the times when you learn to grow. Right. I definitely learned to grow during this pandemic. Um, I learned how to, you know, not expect to be partying all the time, you know? <laughs> Out there in those streets, Kim. <laughs> you know, not so many Sunday brunches. And <laughs> yes. It took a bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, it's interesting that, you know, I've heard so many people saying this is, is exactly what's true is that change is the only thing that's constant. Absolutely. And so because we are constantly changing, why do you think we're so afraid of it? Is it because we're, we're comfortable in complacency or what do you think is, is most is true for most adults? Well, there's a part of our brain that wants us, wants to protect us. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing something that it doesn't recognize, it's going to, it's going to freak out and say, no, don't do that. It's scary. It's going to, it really literally act, acts up and says, don't, it's that flight or fright, fright or flights, you know, mentality. Sure. You know, and so it's going to stop you. And you literally, I mean, I literally, I know, let me speak for myself. I literally have to coach my brain. I have to coach my consciousness about certain things when it's cha when change is up. Because uh, if I let my conscious mind, my subconscious have at it, um, my subconscious mind have at it, I wouldn't do anything new ever. Mm -hmm. You know, we'd just sit in a little hole and just be bored to death, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but change is so good. There's so many opportunities in change. And there's so many um, advantages to learning something new, doing something new, seeing something new, being somewhere new. Now, when the change is something like COVID, which is nothing is new, <laughs> yeah, you know, but look, look at all that came out of that, even despite all the horror that came out of it. Look at us on Zoom. I don't know about you, but I was afraid of Zoom before. Really? Before COVID. I, yeah, and I'm technical. I, I can be technical. But it was just like, ah, no, I don't want to learn any new technology. No, I, you know, 
I, I don't want to. And now I love Zoom. <laughs> Zoom is <laughs> my, my number one platform for talking to my clients and having workshops. I do it. I'd, I'd rather do Zoom than in person now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, had, had COVID not happened, that would not have happened. Yeah. I, I, how many people because of COVID are working from home now that are like my daughter loves it. <laughs> you know, yeah. she doesn't have to get out on 285 and hit that traffic in the morning. And, you know, and then she, <laughs> one of the biggest things she says about work is, I don't know why every day has to be um, a bring in the cake day. You know, she said they're always eating. <laughs> <laughs> cookies oh yes yeah she's like it's just I'm so tired of eating every lunchtime so you know it's uh there's some there's some definite advantages to the COVID time period Not, not not a lot of good news out of it but still there have been some advantages right what what's the what do you think is the is one of the I always like to talk about pros and cons, but one of the worst things that can happen if you if you don't adapt to change or if you're afraid to go through the change and just make the change that you know is necessary in your life. All kinds of, you know, you could lose your job. You could, you could literally die. I mean, mm-hmm. if your doctor tells you you have to do some sort of treatment and you don't do, want to do it, um, you could literally die. Uh, you could... Um, you know, you could be a, a a rebel out in the world, and again, somebody doesn't like you know the fact that you're abusing them. You know, and then you you get you pay the price. You know, you could go, you could decide that you want to break rules and break laws and end up in jail. There's yeah. there's always a um, a negative. There could be a negative to the change, but there also could be positive. We had changes when we had the election. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> you know, the, the one this time was, I think, in my political view, to our benefit, but the one four years before that. Oh, girl. The- <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> That was a change that we all had to suffer through. <laughs> yes, right? Mm-hmm. And suffer is the correct word. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. But I think it, you know, I think sometimes those kinds of situations are necessary to empower the people mm-hmm. to change, mm-hmm. right? I, mm-hmm. I think about when Obama ran the very first time and his platform was change is coming and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that was his, you know, that was his vision. Right. And, and I think, I think we were ready for it and then ready for it again <laughs> mm-hmm. when he ran again. And then obviously really ready for it. Um, after, um, Biden was you know, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So many things come to mind when I think about change, you know, women's rights, um, mm-hmm. our lives as black people, you know, making people realize the necessity to change in organizations and and be more inclusive, but also recognize the struggle that has been there for yeah. so many generations and then right. and the necessity to change. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so many things where we've needed radical change mm-hmm. where it, it hasn't been an easy um 
it hasn't been an easy adjustment for people. And it hasn't been easy adjustment, you know, from, from a psychological standpoint to a literal physical standpoint, it hasn't been an easy adjustment for so many people, but it's been so necessary. Change Mm -hmm. is so necessary. And, you know, when it comes to just, just black lives and, and people of color, I think the difficulty in the change has not just been for us, but for other people who don't think we need the change. Mm. Right. And, and their fears of losing control. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's frightening actually. See that change that people are being so um, out with their racism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, all these states that are trying to change the voting laws. Yes. Oh my God. I mean, that is frightening. That change is frightening, but at the same time, uh, it does motivate the masses to try and stop it, you know, right. and, and to get involved in the program, in the process. So hopefully at these midterms, we will get some of these, you know, Republicans out of office so that we can, yeah. you know, not let them just abuse us in this way. You know? Yes. Yeah. Ab- abuse the American public. It's just so mind boggling. It is. It mm. is. And you're in your in Georgia. I'm in Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, it feels like the same. The things that are happening are happening simultaneously. Absolutely. Both states. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, and um, it's it's angering. It is. But the change that needs to come, we, we can only pray that it will come. Yes. You know, and that yeah. it, you know, the people will stand up and say no. This is not what's going to happen. Yeah. Like with that Senate Bill 1, um, hopefully that, you know, that will go through so that we don't have that to worry about. Yeah, absolutely. It's another change that we need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about how power and influence and fear all work hand in hand um, when, it, when we talk about just certain groups of people being afraid to lose control. Therefore, they're afraid of change and how those ideas play into the fear of change. Mm. Well, um, power and influence, (laughs) it's addicting. Mm. You know, people get addicted to the power and the influence that they want to have and keep. And they really just don't care about who's in the way you know, they don't care about who's getting, uh, who's being hurt. They just want to keep the power and the influence going. And they can't do that if we change the program. Right. So they'll do, you know, unfortunately, they will do, some people will do anything, anything at all. And, and we, you know, you know how I am about energy. Yes. <laughs> okay, so... My thinking is truthfully, what we have to be as a, what we have to do is be very cautious and conscious of our own energy and our own consciousness because we're just feeding in, you know, if we decide to, you know, you're wrong, they're wrong and they're, um, you know, the bad guy basically, then we're just feeding into that energy. It's, it's, they think we're the bad guy. We think they're the bad guy. Somebody's got to stop and just say, we're not, none of us are bad. We're just, you know, we're trying to 
<clears throat> figure out how to make things good for everybody. And even though those folks don't appear to be, they are, they're, they're taking the, the energy is coming from within. It's mm -hmm. only one of us here. So the energy is coming from within all of us. We, our job is to make sure that we don't uh, promote that negative energy on our end, you know? And the more of us who look at those folks and say a prayer and, you know, uh, ask for understanding of what they're going through, what they're, what's going on with them, the more that we turn a, you know, turn the cheek, so to speak, yeah. <laughs> turn, the, turn the other cheek, yeah. the more, the less energy they will have in that negative direction. Yeah. You know, we have to be very cautious of what we're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Further define that. I think there's a misunderstanding of what turning the other cheek means. I think that a lot of people think that it means just accepting the behavior. Oh yeah. Well, no, I don't mean just accepting the behavior. I mm -hmm. just, I mean, you don't fight fire with fire. Fight fire with love. It means send love wherever. You know, love is really the answer to it all. We yeah. really have to develop. Um, you know, if if people who were as vehement about love, if people who are vehement about love were as vehement as those who are about hate, then it'd be a whole different world. I mean, we get a little mealy mouth when it comes to love. Yeah. You know, we just sort of sit back and say, I'm just not, I, I have so many people who've told me they just don't watch TV. It, it, it bothers them. But we can't turn a, a blind eye. We just have to send love. We have to work a, from a perspective of, you know, we're all one, you know, I, not to get religious, but Jesus said, love your neighbor, love God, love yourself. That's it. There was only really three commandments, love, right, right. love, love, and love. So we just have to, I, per, I say, we have to get into that mindset that everybody deserves love. And if we just are, are more loving towards people and sending love towards the people who are, you know, uh, trying to, um, who are acting out of, you know, hurt people, hurt people, Yes, you know, so they've been hurt for over the years for whatever reason. However, they were taught this, you know, this was, they didn't come here as little babies trying to be hurtful to us. So they were taught this in childhood and we just have to, we just have to give them compassion. Don't let them off the hook if they're, you know, doing illegal stuff. Right. You know, and don't let them off the hook if they're doing unjust stuff. But just is how do you hold them in your heart? You yeah. know, you hold them in your heart with compassion and some understanding, which, you know, is what we all want, compassion and understanding. Of course. We have to be able to give to others what we want. Mm. You know? Yeah. We want compassion, understanding, and fair treatment. We have to be sure we're giving compassion, understanding, and fair treatment. Yeah. And I think that's, I think Biden is a wonderful representative of that. Mm -hmm. You know, because yeah. people don't understand why he keeps wanna, wanting to uh, have bi, bipartisan agreement on these things. And it's because he understands, you know, you, got, you get what you give. Right, mm -hmm. right. That's really deep work. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you think about, showing compassion to ones who want to in a in in what seems like 
continue to oppress mm -hmm. and um, continue to keep things the way they are mm -hmm. and and have this mindset that everything is fine the way it is and we don't need change. That's mm -hmm. really deep work to go about it from a perspective of compassion. Because mm -hmm. obviously, yes, it is what we want, but I think it's harder when you realize that the other person doesn't have what you think is good intention. Mm -hmm. And so it feels like that work is a little bit harder to do because you have to take yourself to a different frame of mind, yes. um, yeah. which is really hard. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the work of Martin Luther King. Yes. It's the work of Gandhi, you know, it's, it's, it's that the work of um, Nelson Mandela. Come on, if Nelson Mandela can live for 26 years in a jail yeah. and come out with forgiveness and love, you know? I mean, can we at least do it for, you know, our governor? <laughs> Maybe yeah. not. Can we, can we at least try? It, it is hard work. I'm not going to deny. It's hard yeah. work. But it is the only work that's going to work. Right. Really. Right. You know, hating hating other people doesn't get you anything ever. Never did. Right. So it doesn't get them anywhere and it doesn't get us anywhere. Well, and, and you know, when it comes to the topic of change, it forces us to have to change. Right. We have our own fears about changing the way that we are <laughs> right. and the way that we're going about something and the way that we um, the way that we see that person. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it is that that fear of change applies absolutely as well absolutely yeah. yeah oh my gosh it applies to so many things it does oh and it's yeah. hard when you're like when you're stubborn <laughs> i'm an aries <laughs> i'm stubborn so like talking to you and asking you these questions i like i'm asking for myself and you know a lot of it this i feel is applicable to me as well mm -hmm. Yeah. And me, I mean, you know, I have to, I, I have to work, you know, I have to walk my talk. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it's not fun. Sometimes it's not fun. But um, one of the things I don't, I try real hard not to do is to um, get in, like I said, hold in my heart these people as, you know, horrible They are helping to wake up the consciousness of the, of the whole sure. world. There's, you know, they may look like villains, but they're serving a spiritual purpose. I believe that God is still large and in charge. And if he's letting this stuff happen, there's a reason. Yes. That's me. Right. Um, there's a reason. And who am I to judge? Right. Who am I to judge? I just judge them as needing the same love and, and compassion that I need. And wherever I can lend my hand to the you know, to the, the victims of, of um, oppression, I will definitely certainly do my part. But in the meantime, I've got to be able to see the other person um, as somebody who's struggling to get through it too, you know, mm. and, and just send that person love, just be the love and let the love trickle down to, the, to my neighbors and let the love trickle out to my family and just let love be the answer. And you know, if I turn away from anything, I turn away from the negativity mm -hmm. and just assume that God is going to take care of it, you know? Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, because you I mean, you're right. Bad things that happen also force change mm -hmm. for the good, 
Mm-hmm. Right. Like I always believe that there's always something good that comes out of every bad situation. So mm-hmm. it forced a new way of thinking, whatever, a new idea, change for the good, whatever the case may be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, we all know that the, as unfortunate as George Floyd's death was, the whole world woke up. That's right. The whole entire world, not just the country, the whole world woke up to what was what was just, it, it is time to stop. That's it right. It is just time to stop. Not that it has stopped yet, but we're, you know, we're on a precipice, hopefully. Sure. Where it's going to get better and better and better, you know. Yeah. But it was a wake-up call. It was a huge wake-up call, which yeah. was very much needed and overdue. Yeah, very much needed for everybody. For those of us who have been talking and yelling and screaming and protesting mm-hmm. <laughs> about this and those who had no idea it was happening. Exactly. Yeah. Same for 9-11. 9-11 was a wake-up call. Sure. I didn't know the rest of the world hated us like they did. I know, right? <laughs> right. Me either. Know. You only know what you see and read and absorb and, and share. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. And I'll be yeah. honest, even, even uh, number 45 coming into office was a wake-up call for me because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, I don't know which comedian said this, when we, we, I think it was Trevor Noah, he's like, um, when Obama was in office, we were all sitting back saying, oh, yeah, he's the designated driver. You got this, Obama? Yeah, I got it. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we go to sleep. We, and then when, when number 45 came in, it, it was like, wait a minute, who's driving? What? Right. Right. Like, what's going, what happened overnight? Oh, no, we crashed and like drove off the bridge. Exactly. And now we're like trying to kick the windows out and as we're underneath water. Oh, my gosh. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we, it was a wake up call to me. I had not watched the news. I had just not watched it. Right. I, I, I'm sort of, I really re- regret it because I missed all of Obama's two two terms. I missed it, you know? Yeah. Because he was the designated driver. I figured we were good. We were good. <laughs> we were comfortable. We were taking a nap, you know? Exactly. We knew he was handling it. But yeah, all the while, yeah. like, you know, he was enduring his own stuff behind the scenes, I imagine, with just mm-hmm. dealing with everyone else's idea of change mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and him being there and, and needing to change things and, and, you know, and others around him not agreeing with the change that he wanted to make happen. So it's a miracle that man only came out with gray hair. Girl, <laughs> right? You know, it's a miracle. He, that man is a miracle man to me to be able to have lived through what he lived through and still be smiling. <laughs> right. Still be smiling and still be walking with swag. <laughs> <laughs> what the swacker. Oh, absolutely. Oh, he is on my list of people that I, I want to interview. That is like one of my dreams. Tim I, and Michelle, I really want to sit down and talk to them about the behind the scenes of stuff we didn't see. I, I can imagine. I yeah. Can imagine. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so as you go forward with the change that you're experiencing right now and the change that we're all experiencing right now, what do you think, what do you see for yourself um, as far as how you're going to push through the fears of needing to make the changes that you need to make in order to grow? Well, I, to be honest, I, I have to work at it. It's not easy, you know, because um, it just isn't easy. I, 
So I meditate uh, every day, every day, every day. I meditate. I do other, I use my radical forgiveness if I need to. I don't usually have too many conflicts anymore, but I definitely use the radical forgiveness tool. I also, um, I do, I do what, are, what is called tapping, emotional freedom technique. So what is I that? Use, it's, it's a, a way of tapping on your, um, uh, what did I, what did I, your meridians, your acupuncture meridians. So you say, make statements and you tap on your acupuncture gotcha. meridians and it shifts energy. Um, so it's called emotional freedom technique. You can definitely, there, there's a like 40 million of them <laughs> videos on YouTube that you can follow on every topic. Like, you know, um, fear of change. I bet you if you do fear of change, if you Google EFT for fear of change, or EFT for uh, depression, EFT for abundance, you name it. There's an EFT out there for it. So on self-confidence, on you want. So I, I do that just to keep my energy up and clear. And um, yeah, so I work, I work at it. I do at least an hour of spiritual work every morning to keep my energy uh, flowing because it's very easy when you don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're in your own space yeah, every day. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it can be very easy to, you know, want to just lay in bed and put the cover over your head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, especially yeah. on a rainy day. <laughs> especially on a rainy day. You know, and I, I thought that I could get through it with some, with, Look, I will. I watched every episode of Grey's Anatomy. I had never watched it before. Seventeen seasons. When that was over, that's when I said, "Okay, this is. I got to do something else." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Seventeen seasons. Seventeen seasons. Wow. I had not watched any of it, and then I watched all of that, and then I said, "Okay, this is not going to be my life." <laughs> <laughs> So, oh my god so i saw that ad come through about you know build your coaching business i was like yeah okay that sounds good yes. <laughs> yeah yeah so i'm looking forward to it i'm actually looking forward to learning some stuff i hadn't learned before and you know i because i had thought about going back because you know at 65 you can go back to college for free I and um yeah huh. yeah um so I said, I thought about doing that, but then I couldn't think of what I wanted to know. I, you know, I already have a master's degree and just didn't, nothing. But this made sense to learn all the, how to do Facebook funnels and all this kind of stuff to make my business grow. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why well, and I guess you're proof that you've never stopped learning. It doesn't no. matter. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely not. So what's your advice to people who um, are going through change right now and, and not, and it's not agreeing with them or people who are needing to go through change and are afraid to do it? Well, um, I just hope that they will open up to it because it is really, you know, all you, first of all, like you said, the only constant in life is change. It is the only constant, you know, things are going to change. The more you're willing to, to go with the flow, um, the less, uh, you know, less detrimental for you. 
So, you know, open up to the fact that change has its good and it's, you know, and what is, what is not good, just decide what you have to do to change again out of that situation, mm -hmm. you know, if it's a situation that you need to get out of. So, yeah. you know, and, you know, pray, meditate, you know, lean on the, uh, on your spiritual powers, which I think are far greater than our human powers anyway. Agreed. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much. I mean, this is only the second conversation or the second episode that we've had. And I feel so connected to you because <laughs> you have so much information and the way you present it is such um, a thoughtful um, and just personable way. Oh. And, um, and, and I think, and obviously it has resonated with, with the audience has resonated with me. Um, like I mentioned at the beginning, your episode fear of forgiving family members is, is our number has been our number one episode this month. And, wow. um, and I just think that, that the way, um, that you present the topics, um, in just a, a very thoughtful, reasonable manner, I think is, is something that people have really gravitated towards. So I thank you so much for sharing your, your expertise and what, and being honest about what's on your heart as well. And the things that you're personally going through as well, because I think thank that's you. also what's resonated. So my pleasure so much. Thank you. Yes. Thank mm -hmm. you. We have been talking today with Kim Kennedy. She is a radical forgiveness coach and expert in forgiveness and we've been talking about fear of change coming up on the next episode i get personal and talk about one of my own fears surviving a narcissistic relationship doesn't remove the fear we often are still fearful of what the narcissist will do to us what they're conjuring up to keep us bound or what they'll try next set a reminder so you don't miss it be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. If you feel led, I'd love for you to write a review, check out other episodes, and as always, thank you for listening.